Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, you're listening to Parents in Hell with... Arlo, can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe. Theo, can you say Rob Beckett? <laughs> and can you say Josh Widdicombe? Rob <laughs> That's it, good one. Marnie, want to say Rob Beckett? No. no, okay. There we go. No, no. Michael, no, I hadn't turned that on until halfway through, but I'm sure you can just rip the file, can you? What happened, Neil? Completely tapped out of the episode there, straight into a uh, a quick <laughs> meeting. <laughs> a quick meeting. I just thought I'd clear it with Michael before we moved on. Uh, sorry, Joshua, <laughs> you're really um loud again. Oh, no, I'm having a shocker. Okay, how did I do this last time? My gain is at zero. Am I going? Oh, there we go. Your there gain's go. at zero. We're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Okay. Oh, fucking hell, look at the size of my sound waves on that thing that's going along the bottom. Why are your sound waves so massive, Josh? Right, <laughs> do you want me to start again? Oh, Rob, I've accidentally muted you. You'll have to unmute you. Sorry, <laughs> Right, I've I've unmuted I've myself. <laughs> this oh, is no. horrible. What a disastrous start. I okay. genuinely, I know we like to be a little bit ramshackle, but I genuinely think that is the worst we've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> Josh started talking about ripping files. He was too loud to the point where the graphic of the soundbar it went off the chart. Michael <laughs> muted me, which is what were you? That, what's that? So you can mute me, but you can't unmute me. Yeah, it's a bit of a flaw on the platform. Oh, yeah, it's definitely the platform's fault, isn't it? It's definitely not us. <laughs> the old platform. Anyway, Josh, oh, who was that? There'll be a few people who've gone, I do like Jessica and this hill. And um, I, I, do you know what? I'm going to try this new podcast. Yeah. Um, first of all, what does rip it mean? Right, so what I meant was... What happened to I, you? I hadn't set my thing recording when I played mm-hmm. the file. Yeah, yeah, yes, you weren't recording your sound, which I'd say is quite key. Yeah, but I thought Michael, because I was playing a sound file, would just be able to use the sound file of... Sure. Yeah. And, and where are we up to in that, Michael, from a sort of production point of view? Did, did we never actually confirm that, did we? Or was I <laughs> muted you rip it, whatever that means? Uh, yeah, we're, we're absolutely fine. Oh, God, <laughs> absolute r- ripper. He's going to rip the shit out of that later. Yeah. Um, Hello, you sexy and relatable pair. I'm mum of three boys under five. This is my middle child, Arlo, three, and Theo, four, saying your names, with some slight babble from Marley, aged 15 months. 
I absolutely love the podcast. Myself and my husband only discovered it last year. But we're all caught up and enjoy every, sing- every single episode. Keep being a sexy tales from Chelsea, aged 396 months from Romford. Oi, oi. Oh, that was a good one, though. I enjoyed that. I'd yeah, say so far the children have performed more professionally and uh, at a better level than we have so far, Josh. Also, we've got such a big guest. This Is this our first dame? Uh, probably. My friend um, is from Sheffield um, and she was, he was in a park once and he was watching this woman run and he was like, Jesus, she's quick. You know, like sometimes you see runners, it's normally like a middle-aged yeah, yeah. man yeah, shuffling yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, Jesus, she's quick. She said it was Jessica and his hill. Wow. <laughs> Just running around the park. I'm excited. I know, well, obviously we'll talk to her about parenting, mm. but it's it's a mad existence uh, doing the heptathlon because you're doing like eight events. No, that, that'd be oct. Seven? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> the classic all-rounder. So she's basically yeah. good at all sports. She's good at everything. The, the thing is, Josh, I remember yeah. watching Jessica Ennis, as she was at the time, before she got married, when she was, like, winning gold medals, right? And yeah. I was looking at her like she was a sort of grown-up, full adult woman, smashing yeah. life. She's literally my age. We're the same age. She's three she's years three younger years than you. Younger than me. So it's like this pathetic, what were we, I was just shuffling. I felt like a four-year-old watching her. Oh, my God, yeah. So in 2012, she, was that when she won the Olympics? She She was 26. Blimey. Um, And she's got kids now and obviously retired from athletics. I'll be interested to ask her about uh, kids and then resuming athletics. That's something we've never asked before. She had her kids. uh, She missed the 2014 season. uh, And then she came back and won the world title. That is incredible. And then she got silver at the Olympics in 2016. So does she blame her kids for that? <laughs> that's what I want to ask her. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> is it their fault you didn't have two gold medals? That's all I'm saying, you know. So that's that's what is unfair about female athletes, I think. So it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to talking to her. Shall we do a couple of pieces of correspondence before we get her on? Yeah, let's do that. I think that's a good idea. What you got for us, Josh? You got something, you got something yeah, there? Yeah, big yeah. time. You ready? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm really ready. Oh, I haven't started recording. Can you rip it, Michael? Bit are, you, are you joking? Yeah. I am joking. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Give us some. Growing up, my boomer parents made use of all the old boomer faithfuls to scare us into submission. If you watch too much television, your eyes will turn square, etc. Mm-hmm. As we were always resistant to going to bed on time, my dad started warning us to go to bed on time, otherwise your feet will turn into cabbages. Oh, that's a bit left field, eh? Yeah. I guess we called his bluff one too many times because one morning we went downstairs to see my dad acting distraught with two cabbages where his feet should be. No. Oh, so he, he, he pretended on himself. Yes. My dad had glued real cabbage leaves onto his bare feet and was flaunting his cabbage feet <laughs> as a warning to get us to bed on time. <laughs> I can't, I, do you know what? I don't dislike it. Terrified we ran to bed at 6pm on the dot for many years to come for fearfully developing cabbage feet. Stay sexy and relatable. Don't let the cabbage feet get you. Sienna in London. See, what I want to know about that, Sienna, that feels like a fun light-hide story about her dad, right, that did the yeah. cabbage feet thing. And it worked. It's Because this, if this does work, this is great news for all parents. You just threaten them with cabbage feet and then they go to bed at six. I just want to know from Sienna, if she could just email back in, does she have any long-lasting psychological trauma from it? Or Can is it she just, eat cabbage? Yeah, but if you can't, who cares? If it yeah, gets your kids to bed... Not- early i'm willing to sacrifice cabbages for early nights 
Yeah. Um, should we get on our dame? Bring on the dame. <laughs> um, we're very excited about this. I think she's a, a listener of the pod as well, isn't she's she? Did, she... Did, am I right in saying she contacted us as a listener? She DM'd you, Rob? Yeah, she DM'd, and I was like, absolutely, Dame Jess Ennis-Hill. Um, yeah. So we're very excited. Any other dames, if you're listening, Judy Dench or Maggie Smith, if you're listening, D- DM away. Welcome to the podcast, Dame Jessica Ennis-Hill. We're very excited to have you, um, Dame Jess. Can I call you Dame Jess? You can call me Dame Jess, yeah. Dame like Jess, it. our first Dame. I've and never also, seen Rob so nervous to talk well, to someone. I'm talking to a member of the British Empire. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that's yeah, MBU. Slash royal family, you know. Royal family, <laughs> the royal family. Um, so um, we're also very excited because you are a listener of the podcast as well. Which I always am. makes it more fun because you you understand that how it, bad it is. Yeah, yeah. I understand the dynamics. I understand <laughs> <Yeah>. the dynamics. <laughs> um, so, Jess, how many kids have you got, and how old are they? So, I've got two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, one has just turned six, so that's my daughter Liv, and then my son Reggie was nine in the summer. So, yeah, oh, kind wow. of big kids now. Actually, yeah. I still think they're like little. You know, like little dinky things, but they've changed so much. I know yours is a similar age, Rob, but yeah. yeah, when they get to that age, they just, I don't know, they mature so much. They get very independent, don't they? Yeah. I can't believe your son's not. I know that sounds weird, but I can't believe your son's nine because obviously, because you had your son during your career. Yeah, I can I can vividly remember you having a child. Well, not vividly remember you having okay. a child. That's <laughs> Where weird. was you, Josh? You freak. <laughs> a little bit worrying. But, yeah. Uh, no, I vividly, and it doesn't feel like that long ago. But obviously, um, nine. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, like, I had him, I obviously had him in two, uh, 2014, but yeah, I had him and then I came back to my career and yeah, it seems like five minutes ago, but actually it was, yeah, a very long time ago now. We did want to talk about that. What was that like, resuming being an athlete after you'd had a child? Do you know, I was just so naive. Like, you have no <laughs> idea what it's like to become a parent. And although I was, like, so excited, you know, you're kind of, like, all the unknowns and you yeah. think that you have this, like, plan in your head of how it's all going to, like, work out. And I think being an athlete as well, you're so structured in what you do and mm. everything's organised, everything's planned, you've got deadlines. Like, it's so structured that I almost thought that when I had my son, he was just going to, like, slot into that, like, routine. Yeah. And oh, yeah, I thought that because, <laughs> you're, like, you're a bit of a control freak. Like, you just, you just think that everything is going to be similar. But mm. actually, it was just... It was the biggest shock, (laughs) you know, becoming a parent for the first time, but also then trying to get back into training, trying to get back into competition, trying to get everyone around me to buy into the idea that I was actually going to come back, like I was still going to... Did people not believe you? Yeah, I think quite a lot of people doubted what I was trying to do and definitely people like within my like team as well they were like, you know, are you sure you want to come back? You know, things are going to change quite a bit and I was like yeah, they're going to change, but I'm going to come back. It's fine. I'll take a few months off and then I'll just get back to normal. <laughs> so um, so when, did you, when did you have your, was it 2014, when in 2014? Did... So I had him July 2014. Right. Um, so you weren't, so you, in 2012, 2012, you'd won the gold medal at London. Yeah. yeah. So then, then do, were you trying for the baby in between the middle of the Olympics then? was Or was it just a happy accident? Or was it or was it a bit more relaxed? Or were you trying to slip it in, almost scheduling the pregnancy? Yeah, so it wasn't really like a scheduled in plan per se. It was a little bit of a, 
surprise plan shock, if you might <laughs> like, like that. Yeah, very um, small on the plan. Because <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of athletes do, they plan it in and, you know, in the right time so that they yeah. can come back for the Olympics and stuff. But it wasn't necessarily like that for us. And I remember like going to my coach, like obviously finding out I was pregnant, obviously really happy. We both were. And then I had to go and tell like my team. And mm. I was so nervous like to tell my coach oh, really? that... Yeah. Because he'd had all this plan. Like, he was yeah. like, right, you're going to do the Commonwealth Games in 2014 and then Worlds, Olympics. Like, he had this plan. And they're planning their their schedules around it as well because it's sort of a well, long-term yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, their whole life is, you know, when you support an athlete, their whole life is around you performing. Um, and then I remember going to his house and, and just being like, um, okay, so I've, I've got something to tell you. I was so nervous. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> sit, sit down. I was like, well, so I'm, I'm pregnant. And he was just so shocked. Like, he didn't know what to say. He just kind of sat there. And then he got his laptop out and he started looking at dates. And like, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even say congratulations. He was literally, <laughs> he was just in such a fluster. Like, what dates? What, when's he going to be born? When's she going to be born? You know, like, what's going to happen? And I was just sat there like, okay, congratulations. You know, anything oh, like that no. would be nice. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, it was it was a big it was a big shock to the whole team, but obviously a great shock. How many months after did you do your first training session? So I kind of like went back into training gradually. So I went on the bike for a bit. You know, I I kind of got a setup in my garage where I could do like some exercises and stuff. So I wasn't like traveling to and from the track all mm. the time. Um, yeah. And then I didn't really start. I'd say probably like eight to ten weeks after I had him, I started doing you know, gentle exercise. But I didn't yeah. start like hurdling or high jumping again no, at that no. stage or anything like that. Um but yeah, it was very much like a gradual build up like back into yeah into training. And did you find your body had changed, you know, after because I find women after they have children, their body does sort of change shape and the hormones are different and things like that. Did because as an athlete, everything's so fine-tuned down to what you're eating and how your body reacts. Did you find that there were certain things that you couldn't do as well or you could even do better after or anything? Did you did you notice that? Or was it pretty much once you'd got over the initial impact of the birth, you were it was the same, or was it different no, at all? No, no, completely different. Like, really? I, yeah, completely different. I am... Um, you know, everyone that has a baby a few, a few months after you like look down, and you're like, oh, like, why do I not look the way I used to look? And obviously I had like, I was totally ripped. Like I had a massive six pack. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to brag, but I had a six pack and, you know, really kind of strong. And then obviously your body changes so much and it's it's amazing how much your body like just transforms and, you know, you can carry your baby and it changes in an incredible way. But yeah, when I got back to training, I like I was definitely not the athlete that I was before. My body had changed. Like mentally, I changed mm. massively. Like your priorities all change, you know. Yeah, did it feel like it mattered less in a way? Yeah, I think you you just have like a greater perspective. So yeah. I felt like whereas before I'd had Reggie, everything was like very much it's about me, it's about how I train, it's about mm. how, how I can be the best. And then once you have your baby, it's like, well, actually none of that really like matters that much. And it's how do I be the best mom and you know, how can I do all those things really well? And it's about your child, isn't it? So you change like completely. Um yeah. and I think that transition from athlete to mother is like it's huge. 
Yeah, because it's not yeah. even just like the time where like, you know, obviously your partner can ha have the baby and look after the baby. And even if you did less of it, your partner does more of it. You, mm. There is a direct impact on the body as such, you know, and things. Did, was, you, did you, did, was you slower and then and in, in your running and stuff like that, even when you was back to full fitness? Or were there, was there anything in particular that you noticed it, that you couldn't do as well? Or was it just in general with your motivation? No, I felt that obviously because it was after the Olympics, so I'd had like this huge high, like the pinnacle of my career, like yeah. winning a home Olympics. And, you know, once I went back into training after that, I was like, like, what am I training for? Like, this is yeah. hard. <laughs> and then I, 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 I had my cares? son. I was yeah. like, well, I've already it, got a medal. You know? <laughs> winning in Rio, how much does that matter? Once I you've mean, won in London, that's the one. Isn't it? it doesn't matter. <laughs> I've got my gold. I've got my gold mailbox now. That's the main thing. Exactly, exactly. But after having Reggie, like it gave me like a new sense of motivation. Um, but yeah, my my body had changed so much. Like I couldn't, I couldn't run as fast as I used to. Like I was in training, I'd be at the like front of the pack, you know, yeah. beating my training buddies and just like I always had this like next gear that I could go to. I was really confident in that. Whereas after I'd had him, I was like, oh man, like I can't even get to the top of the hills and hill runs and yeah, it's just really, God. really struggling. And that's like quite a mental like impact yeah. as well when yeah. you're at the back of the group in training, but you're Olympic champion and everyone's <laughs> expecting you to beat them. Like it's, it's tough. Like it's mentally really, really challenging. And you're doing that along with all the stuff that you do when you've got a new kid as well. So you're yeah. sleepless nights and was he a good sleeper? Do you know what? Looking back, he, I'd say he was like a typical, like average babies, like sleeping wise. Yeah. Like he slept, he was like up a lot at the beginning. I was like feeding mm. through the night and stuff, but he then got into a bit of a rhythm where he'd sleep for like four hours and that's like, dream isn't it you know to have like yeah. four or five hours it's like mad, four hours Earth. sleep like that is an absolute you're winning that well, my, my sister-in-law's got a newborn and uh i overheard uh lou chatting to her mum about it and going yeah well last night she got two hours in a row and i'm like oh, oh, oh brilliant great news and i was like <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I been celebrated i cannot even I don't, I don't know how you do it like i can't take myself back to those days like you know, been up all through the night and then yeah. I'd have to get up and train in the morning and then you're back at lunch and like it was just crazy. But I don't know, you just do it, don't you, when you're in the thick of it. Well, yeah. I suppose as well, you had you would you would have been at like the most you know, you were the poster girl really of the Olympics as and you was all and all advertising all your stuff with Adidas as well. So not mm. only have you won the gold, you're in your sort of like opportunities are flying at you whether it's brands and stuff like that and then you're at sort of home with the baby and then trying to juggle training and you're sort of must be quite frustrating because you want to make the most of those opportunities did you did you find it like quite conflicting i found it challenging because it's still like for athletes like female athletes it's still like a massive gray area like having mm. kids in your career yeah. and stepping away for a bit and then coming back like with sponsors and and everything it's still very 
there's not like a maternity package. It's not like there's <laughs> yeah, a standard yeah, yeah, yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not there performing, then you're not, you know, your your deals stop and it's really dependent on on who, like what companies you work with. And I was super fortunate, like obviously working with Adidas for years, they were fantastic. You know, they just freeze my contract and then, you know, just carry on, pick it where yeah, you left off yeah. essentially. Um, whereas for a lot of athletes, you know, you step off the track for a, a period of time, like a season, and you know you, you lose a lot of money and a lot of yeah a lot of deals Would that happen with an injury tough. as well yeah so being injured yeah there's like you'd have like a bonus reduction and obviously you're not competing oh, so you're not prize money oh my god uh, and it's so unfair it's just like like just genetically we're like men won't have that with like they can have a family and their body won't be impacted at all but it's almost like coming back from a serious injury isn't it being going through labor and having being pregnant and giving birth it's 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 mad having that in the middle of your career yeah and it's the whole like how do you go through your pregnancy and then like say how's your birth like you know you have no idea how that's going to pan out um and then it's like how do you recover from that how do you get back and yeah, I mean, there's so many challenges, but equally, like in the same way, it's it's probably one of my like proudest achievements ever. You know, being able to have him and come back and then yeah. win a world championships and then win a silver medal at the Olympics yeah. again was pretty special. Can I can I ask a, a sensitive question here, Jess? Do you yeah. think if you'd had your child three years later, you would have got gold in Brazil? <laughs> that, do, do you know what? Does, does that ever go across your mind late at night, Jess, when you're, you're wiping his bum? <laughs> it's, it's a very good question. And do you know what? In all honesty, yeah. I at that stage, like I would have I wouldn't have done it any other way. Like I had yeah. the best of both worlds. Did he come to Brazil? So he came so like the whole team, the GB team goes out and does like a training camp before the Olympics. And I opted to go and do like a training camp just with my small team in Barcelona. And my husband came out and Reggie came out. So I was able to spend that time mm, preparing yeah. with him. And then I went on to Rio um by myself. So that it's expensive because he would have been over two then. You would have to pay for a seat to get him to Brazil. You don't want to be doing that. <laughs> Do you know what? The most stressful part of that was um, the journey that my husband had to take with him to Barcelona because he was like two and obviously like two-year-olds on flights are not fun. And I remember just meeting my husband at the airport, like so excited to see them. And he was just like sweating. He was sweating. He looked so stressed. And Reggie had like the reddest face. And I was like, what, what happened? And he was like, I'll tell you what happened. He didn't want to let go of his bunny on the flight. He wanted to shut the windows. And obviously you can't, oh, yeah, not you like, can't you know, the, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. kind of slider things. And he just totally lost his shit. And he, Andy was like, my husband, was like it was the most stressful thing he's ever done even to this day he's like that Barcelona flight (laughs) 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 and when you're at the Olympics was there part of you going I'm getting a lovely sleep here (laughs) you know like this is a real this I mean it's meant to be stressful being at the Olympics but I'll be honest it's the most chilled out I've been in three years (laughs) well to be honest like my husband's always like, you know that holiday you had in Rio? Like, are you joking me? It's the Olympics. Like, it's the most stressful environment ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I had full night's sleep, so it yeah, was yeah. it was a little little bit of a holiday. You've got you can't be getting out with a kid the night before you're competing in the Olympics. No. Oh my gosh, no. no. I mean, you need full sleep. Yeah, for two days of of competition, you need 
you need your rest. <laughs> and if if you aren't, you know, happily married with kids, Josh wanted to know this. Is yeah. the Olympic Village the complete fuck fest we all imagine it is? Is it like the Love Island after party? Well, look, all I say, because through the last leg, we've done a lot of work at the Paralympics. Yeah. And there's a lot of chat that is basically Freshers Week at the, yeah. uh, in the... In the I Paralympic mean, Village. I, I wouldn't know, essentially. Obviously, but, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course you wouldn't, Dame obviously Jessica. Wouldn't, but, no. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes on in the village. There's a lot that goes on. And there's just so many different, like, types of people and athletes. And, you know, when you're training so hard, like, all the time, and you can yeah. never let yourself, like, go or switch off and then you put everyone into that environment together and then yeah. i'm sure you know like you know the swimmers finish quite early on in the mm, schedule yeah. so they're all like really excited and then athletics finishes a little bit later so there is like this whole sexual like vibe going on like everyone <laughs> is just so like well, everyone's but, either yeah. like buzzing because they've won or they're sad also, also everyone's fit yeah exactly everyone's, <laughs> everyone's like fit. super athletic <laughs> And everyone's, yeah, either like buzzing, like you say, because they've done so well, mm. or they've like, you Need know, to be totally up. fucked up. And <laughs> yeah, and then want to celebrate. So, yeah. Um, And have you done the mum's race? Oh, so the first year Reggie started school, um, they normally have a parents' race. And mm, I was like, yeah. yeah, this is me. I'm going in the <laughs> so you, Are you into this? Or do you find it embarrassing? Like, so... so you- I would say that, you know, before I got there, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going, I'm going in GB kit, I'm going in spike, I'm rocking up, I'm taking them parents out. With the medal. With the medal. But actually, do you know what? I, I'd be so embarrassed and I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. And anyway, the year that Reggie started, they cancelled the parents' race. Because so of you. Race. Not because of me, no. No, <laughs> no they just, they just cancelled it. So. I, think, I think it's because of injuries. So I, they don't have one at our school that kids yeah. go to. And I said, why is that? Because every year we have to ring an ambulance to someone who rips a hamstring. Oh <laughs> or someone who's never run and all of a sudden so the toxic masculinity I mean, comes out. And they just... <laughs> I mean, people do go a little bit over the top, I think, in parents' race. Have you yeah. have you both done it? My wife did it. Uh, well, there was a yeah. confusion. I thought it was the mum's race and then the dad's race. But actually, it was a combination of the two. And by the time I'd realised, it was too late and they're on the start line, so I missed out this year. So oh. you can do it next year. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Yeah. How did Rose get on? She was the first woman, but she came second to a man. That's good. So, yeah. So, because the mums and dads race was combined. Right, you said that like a maths question. You know the cryptic ones? Where go, <laughs> a train leaves. <laughs> so she was the she first came, woman, but second she, to a man. She, if it had just been the mums race, she'd have won. But there was a dad in there. Right, that's but good. First, that's first quick. woman, so yeah, yeah, great. First woman, so that's good, yeah. How's your, how's Reggie? Is he showing signs of athletic prowess? Uh, well, they're both they're both pretty sporty, um, but I've yeah. never I've never taken them. I mean, Reggie used to come to the track when I used to train, like as a little baby, and and kind of watch and stuff. But he's they've both never done athletics. I'm not that fussed about trying to get them down that route. Like I'd rather them yeah. find their own sport, golf or tennis. Away. That's where the money well, is. They do, they do tennis. They do tennis. Golf tennis. I think if you're so, a female athlete, tennis is the mate. Is that is that the best money? Tennis. Tennis is good, but you spend mm. a lot of money in tennis anyway, don't you? To get to that point. Right. Okay. So. So I don't know. I don't know how it balances out. I'm just trying to work out what to get my kids to do. I'm really drawing a line through netball. 
I just don't think there's the money behind it yet for no. my daughters to be in there. I don't look like a complete <laughs> capitalist, but I think if you're going to dedicate your life to the sport, you know, you might as well go for it. the... Yeah. I think I think by the time your children are older, Rob, mm. that there'll be a lot of money in women's football. I think yeah, I should I send agree. them down that route. However, yeah. I did pick my daughter up from her football and she had um, her boots on the wrong feet. Oh, and she scored, so I don't know if she's found a new technique. <laughs> oh gosh! But she was getting some she predator swaz on it. Yeah, but with them going out like that, Ben round. I mean, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and and do your children get on with each other? How's that going? Because at six so, and nine, that's about when they're really finding out who they are, I suppose. Yeah. Do you know? Well, this morning they were wrestling <laughs> on the bed, and like my son, I don't know about your first children, but. I feel like my son's like quite sensitive and he's quite emotional and he'll get upset about things. And if he's done something wrong, he'll, you know, it'll like eat away at him a little bit where my daughter's just pure like sass and like, she's just, she's just brutal. So this morning she literally was sat on his head on the bed just, and he's like, can you get off me please? Liv, can you get off me? And I'm like, get off him. So they do like, they, they battle like that, but yeah. I think generally they, I think they get on quite well most of the time. So, so how old were they when you retired from athletics full time? So I had lived, uh, that's a good question. I don't want to say full time as if you do it part time, just do the odd, <laughs> odd high jump. Yeah, I do, <laughs> I do high jump every Saturday morning for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, I had lived when I'd retired. So I was like 30. 31. This is like a cryptic question as well. It seems such a yeah. long time ago. No, but I think that's um, amazing. And, and Reggie was three. Yeah. It's amazing that you managed to, you know, achieve your dream of winning a gold at the Olympics mm. and still managing to spend so much time with your kids and have, you know, obviously you do a lot of punditry work and work with Adidas and stuff like that now, but it's not as intense as when you yeah. were competing. So it must be amazing to have that time with them and to see them grow up rather than, you know, be off flying around the world training. Yeah, it's it's really important. I think like that last bit of my career, I did it because I knew it was like relatively short lived. Like it was two years of coming back yeah. and like making all those sacrifices. Whereas like now, obviously, I've got the like say I've got the time to to do the school runs and you know do other projects and be part of athletics and sport in a different way. But I'm I'm still like that present parent, and I think that was something that like I was always really really conscious about. Like it was always like my, my number one priority. Like I want to be the best athlete and have that legacy, but I also don't want to do it at the expense of, you know, being here for the kids and yeah. them seeing me like regularly. And then when you were with the uh, going out to Brazil, I, I, I sort of forgot about it, but that was when it was the Zika virus thing, wasn't yeah. it? So yeah. how was that like for you and other sort of competitors where like, you know, you wanted more children and other people that want to have children and you're going out there and you're worried about getting this disease that could prevent that, but it's where you've got to be to, to compete. Yeah, it completely freaked me out. I was, I was, I just didn't really know what to do because obviously I was, preparing for the olympics and mm. you, you don't want to miss the olympics but then there was all this news and and it was like, all about all fertility wasn't it really the zika about, virus yeah, yeah but they didn't really know much about how it would affect you and whether it affected men more or how long it was in your system and there was just a lot of confusion about it so i remember thinking like i spent a lot of time speaking to the doctors on the team and trying to work out like how high was the risk yeah um and then you know i ended up going obviously because it felt like it was okay to do and that if you waited a certain amount of time after you'd 
done the Olympics to then have another child, like you're pretty safe. And then obviously we had to have all the mosquito nets and everything oh, God. out there. But I was like, lovely so holiday, like, though. Lovely yeah, holiday. Great, <laughs> great, great holiday. Great holiday. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, completely just, yeah, like, you know, just didn't want to get bitten. And yeah, Rio was quite a unique Olympics, to be fair. And you're going to take the kids to Paris? Yeah, so I was talking to my husband about this in, in bed the other night. And he's like, he's such a stress head. So he's like, yeah, but it's going to be really busy. And, you know, was, you know, I'm going to be there with the two kids. And I'm like, it's going to be fine. Like, come and stop in my hotel room. You just get the Eurostar. Yeah. Like, it'll be fine. They'll be that little bit older. But I think he's just thinking like the like logistics of it all while I'm doing the BBC. What? Because I'm out there for... 10 days with the last leg for uh, Paralympics and we're going to, I think we're going to take the kids. Yeah, and you I should. Think, I wonder whether, I wonder whether that's a mistake. What do you think? Not for you, Josh. I think it'd be for Rose it might be when you're just <laughs> shuffling off to a studio and she's trying to find a soft play centre oh. underneath the Eiffel Tower. I think that's why, like, my husband's, like, freaking out a little bit because... They are going to have to keep them entertained, aren't they? And yeah. get yeah. them in and out of stadiums and quite a lot. And was your husband working full time or was he not working when you were competing and stuff? How did you split the childcare or did you have sort of people coming in to help as well? Yeah, so no, I mean, we've got family quite close to us. So we were really lucky. So like yeah. my mum and dad would help and Andy's parents would help babysitting. So we'd have like this kind of shift thing going on. And then... Um, my husband works in construction he's a planner so in that world it's pretty much like frowned upon to like have flexi hours and right. like you know it's like you go in at six o'clock and you work till five it's like this very yeah rigid world of working um and then actually when i think when we had live oh no when we had reggie he went to work and said look i need to do some flexi hours because you know my wife's going back to competing and yeah. trying to make the Olympics and I need two days where I can be flexible. Um, and they actually let him do it. So oh, really? Oh, that's of, good. Yeah, which was amazing because it was before COVID and everything and it just wasn't the thing that you did in that industry. Well, those sort of like construction industries are still very sort of blokey, male heavy where it's literally, you get on site at six, you work about three or four, then you go home and it's that yeah, five exactly. days a week and that's it. With, with big chubby strong hands. Massive, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> massive bloke hands. <laughs> And can you shed any light on how they get those big, strong hands? I mean, I don't know. Andy's got quite big thumbs, I'd say. Just thumbs? <laughs> but the fingers are normal, but massive thumbs. He's got quite big thumbs, yeah. Well, he's a planner. He's like, well done, lads. Just yeah, constant yeah. thumbs up. Good work. Oh, Some good planning, guys. Thumbs up all round. <laughs> and, and so... Um, you said that you're not like that fast. What are you uh, with them getting into athletics or whatever? You just want them to kind of find their own way. What are you guys like as parents? Are you, you don't seem, I, you're very kind of um, jovial and smiley and friendly as a presence. I can't imagine you being a stern disciplinarian. Although as an athlete, I suppose you had a strong discipline, right? Yes, I was very, like, everyone would say when I was competing, like, oh, Jess is so smiley and nice. But then when yeah, yeah. I'm on the track, I was like business like my granddad was like when he used to watch me compete he was like she would take an axe to a neighbor like she's <laughs> when she's on the track she's fierce but I think with the kids I'm yeah I'm like I'm quite structured so I like things like organized and yeah I, I'm like that with them but I, I don't think I'm like a disciplinarian have you got a tidy house 
<laughs> I can imagine you as quite a tidy house person. Quite tidy. The playroom is not tidy. But, uh, yeah, it's quite, quite tidy. Yeah. God, we need a playroom so badly. You know, you, you, Josh needs to move house. No. He's not got I a big enough house. I don't need to move house, Rob. And he's in denial about it, Jess. Um, I'm just not waiting in for the kids to grow up and he eventually moves. Are you moving like further I'm out? I'm not moving. I'm he, not needs, moving. he should, really, if he wants a better quality of life and more space. But he, he's in denial about it. But he's, he'll work through that, Jess. Don't worry. I mean, I would agree with Rob. Like, bit of country air. You need to be a little oh, bit further out. It's better for the kids. I, I, nice environment. Josh, look at my, me at my face and look at Jess. Look at Ennis's face. Look at us. Just look how happy we are. That's yeah, I know, but... <laughs> and we've got that a Brussels sprout in a gastropub. We don't need that. <laughs> we don't we need that. Toby Carver in Harvester. The kids love the cellar bar. And this is a... I'm just a, you know, a, a dame, you know, gold gold medal winner that makes great decisions and is focused, you know, so... How, how is getting... How, let's move on. How was getting your dame? Who did you Who did you get? Did you get the Queen? No, so I, I had my CBE from the Queen. Oh, yeah. oh, here we go. Double bubble, here it is. Which, yeah, which was very, very special. Yeah. So you only got a CBE for a gold medal? CBE, and then when I retired, I got you gold. Oh. For services to sport? Yeah, from Prince William. William, yeah. oh, that's a good one. That's a yeah. good one to get. Um, do you get any, like, perks from being a dame? You know, like, because my friend's a nurse and I think she gets 15% off at Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if like the NHS sort of I don't know if, if you're a dame you get anything any like you can go anywhere or get access to stuff. Oh, you wish. don't get a sheet or anything. You get yeah. it's something like you can take. Can you like it's like when you get freedom of the city or something you can. I like, think you can get married yeah. in Westminster Abbey, can't you? And you? Come on, really. Oh, if I was listening vows. to that as your husband, I'd be worried about your reaction to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <And> you? <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, maybe we'll renew our vows. Can you do that as well? I don't know. Just... I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. made that up. Josh, have a look. I've got a question for Jess. Why don't you have a look oh, at the, the okay. perks of being a dame? Or, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. the male equivalent of, of fame, which is a weird thing for me to Google. <laughs> the perks of fame. Okay, you carry on, Rob, with your question. I'll find out some things. When you were at school, I know your kids aren't sort of that into athletics. When you were at school, were you sort of naturally good at all sorts of sports, which is why you went into, you know, being a heptathlete, where it's sort of everything, essentially. Yeah. Was you naturally good at stuff and then you, you, you and you enjoyed it or did, or did you really sort of have to graph for it? Or, obviously, it's a combination of both to get to the level you got to, but were you a, na na a natural when it came to sports? I think, I don't know, I didn't necessarily feel like a natural. Like, as a kid, I was just like really small, like super skinny and just like not really that coordinated. But I think what I started athletics when I was like 10, like I went to a summer camp and it was from that point that one of the coaches was like, oh, she looks like she's got some kind of ability. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know, I probably had something, but I think it took, you know, being in the right place in the right environment. And then like you say, all the hard work and like dedication to yeah, to kind of get into that point. But I also, like, I'm so indecisive as well. Like, I, I can never decide on what to do and what I want to do and that is kind that, of thing. So is that why you the did the heptathlon? The heptathlon was perfect. Really? Yeah, it's like it's you don't have to pick. It's everything, yeah. So it was, think, it was the event for me. Do you think you could have, if you'd focused on one, do you think you could have been top at one of them? I think for me, out of the heptathlon, the high jump and the hurdles were like my two strongest events. You jumped one ninety five. So, That's insane. Yeah, high jump how was you, good. How That's three you of that? you in it, Josh. <laughs> yeah, very, very. <laughs> it's more than one of me, though. It's more than one of you as well. I don't even know how you. I just don't understand it. 
I'm one meter sixty-five, so it's is quite. That's a, what I am. Elite. You're one meter sixty-five. <laughs> yeah, what did what did you mean by that? I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, what did you mean by that? I'm a tiny man. Small. Yeah, I'm a Come on, it's too late. Well, well, I think we know what clip's going on Instagram now. <laughs> <laughs> but Dame Jessica, Jessica Edders Hill, but Josh, you're a tiny man. I oh. didn't realise. How tall are you, Rob? Um, I'm five foot eight, but I don't know what that is in centimetres. So I'm not That's exactly massive. That's about one seven one, something like that. <laughs> I, I think I, I'm, I think I'm actually five foot eight and a half. But if you say that, it sounds like you're five foot six. So I always just go yeah. half an inch <laughs> under. Nothing wrong with being five foot six, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> no, there isn't. High. You'd love it another inch, Josh. We're not yeah. quite. Yeah, we're not five foot six, are we? We're like five. We are five six. Five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not sure five, we are. I think five foot six. Well, maybe I'm not one sixty-five then. Maybe I'm not one. I'm maybe definitely five six. Slightly more. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, how do you jump one nine five, which I could reach? I don't like high jump was just a good event for me. Like I just think I'm naturally quite springy. springy. <laughs> Ross still laughing. Sorry, um, I'm sorry. Actually, quite springy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Everyone's high jump was good for, for me. That. High yeah. jump was good for me, and the hurdles. The hurdles were they were two good events. So if I was to do an individual event, probably the hurdles. Um, how's how's it at school? Are you involved in the the school? Like you're on the PTA. You're you know you're running stalls at Fates. You're chatting in the playground. How, how do you oh, operate? They must want you to uh, do stuff like come in and do an inspirational speech. The the kids won't let me. They absolutely won't let oh, me. Like I've said to them, like I would actually really like to go into their school and you know, do a little inspirational talk. And I always say, you know, because they have loads of parents come in, like they have doctors and, you know, all these people, yeah. parents that come in. And I said to Reggie, like, you know, would you like mummy to come, come on, in? I'm a dame. And, you know, I could talk about athletics, the Olympics. Yeah. And he's just like, no, no, I don't want you to come in. Like he's so, oh, so really? embarrassed. Yeah. Oh, and I'm wow. like, but I can bring my medals in. And, <laughs> and he's like, no. And then I thought with Liv, I thought, you know, she's a little bit younger. She'll she'll totally entertain it and she was like no be so embarrassing <laughs> oh god I'm like, but imagine listening to your parent go talking and like you know you are inspiring and it's amazing what you've done but your kids don't give a shit about you no, when it comes to don't. that like you're not inspiring you're just the have person that says no your, when i want sweets have they ever watched like clips of you because presumably it's three so you can't remember you competing reggie so no. have they ever watched because you, yours was that uh, Golden Saturday or whatever it was called, wasn't it? That that uh, Super Saturday, Josh. Super Saturday, sorry. <laughs> Quite an iconic day. <laughs> Quite an iconic day. I was at the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, I missed all of it. an iconic performance. I, I didn't watch that. any of the Olympics because I was at the Rob. Edinburgh Festival. Oh, yeah, we're guys, both in Edinburgh. Trying, and the we Scottish don't really care operas. about Team GB, if they're honest, unless it's a Scottish person. <laughs> but it was you, yeah. Mo Farah and Greg Rutherford in one night, wasn't it? Yeah. Super yeah. Saturday. I tell you what, yeah. Rutherford, he got on some coattails that day, didn't he? Absolutely. <laughs> no one gave a shit until that day. And then he's with the Edison Farah. He absolutely had it off, didn't he, Rutherford? What a guy. He had he had a great day. Greg he had a great day. few great years day. old Rutherford. <laughs> No, but the kids, the kids yeah. have watched. Um, yeah, they've watched bits back, and I think, I think they're a little bit impressed. But they're not like you say; it's your parents, isn't it? So they're not. Yeah. Whatever you do, they're not really that impressed until they get older. So the, the issue is, though, Jessica, 
what will happen is when your boy and, and your daughter get to teenager age and they start maybe going down the gym, a lot of young kids are into that now, that's going to the gym and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then starts, wants to go for a 5K run or whatever or a few sprints in the park, you probably will dominate him. Yes. And so that's going to be, no, no one really wants their mum to run faster than that. I've actually never seen I, my mum run. I, I'd say it. <laughs> ever. I, I'd say it would be quite I've never weird seen her run. if... Like, Rob, imagine if online there were hundreds of photos of your mum with an incredible six-pack. <laughs> oh, my God, when he gets to 15 at school. Uh, you know what's even worse, though? What's even worse is that the school, the scene, because obviously Reggie's in year five, so yeah. he's got year six and then he's going to senior school, which is scary. Mm. But the senior school that he could potentially go to yeah. was my old senior school. Oh, my God. So it's going to be everywhere, the home... So, there's pictures, that made, yeah. there's pictures of me everywhere and there's a sports hall which is named after me as oh, well. Wow. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Like, Imagine oh, struggling to throw a beanbag <laughs> in the sports hall named after your own mum. And on I the mean, wall is your mum. It's <laughs> in, awful. In a six-pack. In a six-pack out. <laughs> it's awful. It, yeah. Honestly, it gives me such stress and anxiety because I'm like... Yeah, it's, it's just, it's bullying material, isn't it? Whether it's good or not, like, kids are just brutal, so... I don't know. Mm. If, if your mum's as scary, if, you, if your mum's as muscly as you, that picture of you on the wall, then surely <laughs> no one's bullying him. But it's also, I do think that kind of thing, there's, there will always be something you can be picked on by other kids, and yeah. it's a life lesson as you grow up with bullying. It's just harder when you're a kid because you haven't learned about life and you're still developing physically and emotionally that essentially mm. whatever anyone says to you it's not what that they say it's how you take it in and react to it that determines how it goes so you know if you got yeah yeah that, that's right my mum won a gold medal and she has got a six pack yeah so what's what's the problem yeah <laughs> that's yeah, an issue is it's it like, it's happening yeah what's your problem yeah. i'll get my yeah. mum on you yeah my mum's fit and she's won a gold medal and what yeah <laughs> But it's it's the confidence, like kids at that age, they don't yeah. necessarily have that confidence. Of course, like, it's so difficult. You just want to be like everyone else, don't you? Just want to blend yeah. in. So it, yeah, it's tough, but we'll see. Have you taken him to Bramall Lane? No, he said he's not into football. Like both of oh. them are not. Like some of my friends' kids are absolutely obsessed with football. Yeah, like they love it. But I wouldn't take them Bramall Lane either, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> avoid, avoid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it kind of Reggie's into tennis at the moment, so he, he really loves his tennis. So we'd, I've just taken him to Wimbledon a couple of times, and to be honest, that's a little bit much more exciting. Much more civilized. him to uh, Sir Andy Murray. Do you get? Are you in a WhatsApp group with all the sirs and the dames? No, no. So we, he's not met Andy Murray. I have, I've met him in the past, um, like doing Adidas campaigns and stuff. But actually, when we went, he was so lucky. We went to Wimbledon this year, and we just had like the day down, just me and Reggie, like really oh, nice, like mother and Sunday. And then we actually met up with um, Judy Murray because she obviously is like you know rules the roost down there she's amazing yeah. <laughs> and she she was like does reggie want to come on a little um tour like you know see where the players warm up and where they oh, eat wow. and amazing. like behind the scenes where they do their press conference and all this kind of thing um so she took us and gave us the whole tour and we actually saw like djokovic like warming up before he went oh, out to play. oh that's incredible and he was just literally like in awe just looking at you know he got to sit on the press conference table like I was like, how lucky are you? Like, it's yeah. just insane. Like, the opportunities that 
you know, our kids get to have because of what you do is, is yeah, so special. So he, he felt very inspired after that day. So if he doesn't become a modern champion, I'm going to be a little bit annoyed. Definitely after that day. <laughs> I, I struggle sometimes. I mean, obviously as well, like if you can go that and see Djokovic warming up or you can go and watch Sheffield United lose 8-0 to Newcastle, you're going to pick, <laughs> you're gonna pick Wimbledon. But, but I, I feel like that sometimes when like we do stuff with our kids or and they, they can have access, you know, like I got invited to go on Strictly. The girls are obsessed with Strictly. And I, they said, bring the girls if you want. And they like sat in the judges' chairs and was yeah. in the telly. I'm like, you just, and you want to scream in the face. You, went, you, uh, you don't realise how lucky you are to yeah. have access to it. But then if you do that, then you're just horrible because they, it's just, they're, yeah, that, that's that, just what they're I'd used to. i say that's to. the kind of thing they're telling a counselor in 20 years' time. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I got shouted at by my dad at Strictly for not realising how lucky I was. Yeah, Pick so up the paddle! Yeah, Pick yeah. up the fucking paddle! Pick up the paddle with head on it and show it to the fucking camera! The audience are looking at you, don't even bad. It is it's a really hard balance, though, because like when you, like, well, I was very, you know, Growing up like working class, like we grew up in the sit, like right in the centre of Sheffield, didn't have much. Like you know, you kind of struggle like as kids in a, a family at that stage, and then your life changes through whatever you do, and you want to give your kids like amazing opportunities and give them things that yeah. you've not had. Yeah, but then how do you stop them getting carried away? And and you know, like I'd say to the kids now, like we've got a gate at the front of our house. I'm like. You are so lucky to have a gate at the front of your house. Like, <laughs> we didn't have a gate. We didn't have a drive. We, you know, we didn't have anything like that. So, and it's just like the norm for them. So I think yeah. they need to keep having a little like nudge and a reminder that actually this isn't necessarily everyone's reality and you are really, yeah. really lucky. Yeah. Do you don't have a bit, a bit bullying with it almost, it feels like, because like, they they've not chosen it and it's not up to no. do yeah. them, but you want it's sort of just reminders of stuff. But it's hard. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Your dad was a Jamaican, right? Um, did yeah. you have like I imagine a he lot still of that? is. <laughs> he, is he still is Jamaican, yeah. yeah. He still is Jamaican. <laughs> he wasn't a phase, no? Yeah. <laughs> he went through this really Jamaican phase, but yeah, yeah, he's out of it now. Actually, it's quite offensive in many ways. <laughs> just pretending to be Jamaican. It's worse. <laughs> um, did you have a lot of that culture coming through, like when you were a kid? And do you try and carry that on into your kids? And how do they relate to that? Yeah, so I actually, I did some filming the other, well, a few months ago and did I did Who Do You Think You Are? I know oh, yeah. you did it as well. Yeah, so yeah, I loved it. We kind of went back, it's not been on yet, but we went back into that whole kind of, yeah, we went back to Jamaica and just like followed like our whole like family and, and oh, roots and stuff, which was incredible. Like my, I took my dad with me as well. And he, oh, wow. He'd not been back to Jamaica since he moved here in 1963 or something so he'd never been back so it was such an amazing experience but yeah like growing up my dad would always like cook jamaican food we had like a banana tree in the window like he was very much like i'm bringing like the jamaican vibe to like the family and you know want us to kind of know where like we're from um and that's definitely like carried on like now for our kids like my my kids absolutely love granddad and they kind of love his jamaican food they're always like oh is he bringing jamaican food around like we love his dumplings we love this like it's just yeah really nice to have oh, that's that great. Yeah. that kind of yeah and uh and he's still jamaican 
He's, he's still Jamaican, I think. I think yeah. <laughs> Double check. If not, the BBC are going to want a refund. <laughs> yeah. I've flown to all Jamaican. He goes, I'm just pretending, yeah. actually. I don't <laughs> yeah, he's, Great free he's holiday. Got a, got a banana tree and yeah. uh, cooks Jamaican I might have to start pretending my, my dad's from the Maldives and see if the BBC will take you back there for a couple of weeks to reconnect I've my roots. dad, Rob. I don't reckon he could pull it off. <laughs> Jessica, before we ask the final question, I, I wanted to ask, what are you like at the school gates? Because you're very polite and obviously very smiley and happy, but are you just constantly got parents coming up to you or do you not get involved and you're just in and out, drop them and run? What's the, what's your what's your uh, process at the gate? Because there are always sort of parent drinks and things like that. Do you go yeah. to them or do you just not engage? What, what are you doing? So I didn't know what I'd be like before we started because it is like you're thrown into a new world aren't you and you've mm. got all your like friends and you've got like your friendship groups and everything's established but then you're just thrown into a world of like random as really yeah and then your um, kids flip flop around different friends so it's all different people you've got to yeah. interact with and it's so everyone hard must because... be desperate to hang out with you at the school gates right well it's like, I... hell, look who's here i don't know i don't know i think it's something that i was like conscious about i didn't want i firstly didn't want like kids to be friends with my kids because of me and you have all those mm. worries like you don't want it to be like I don't know like fake um yeah. but actually when like obviously Reggie started first I think I did like I definitely make an effort because I don't want him or live to miss out on things so yeah. I, I am in the whatsapp groups and I mean they do get a bit crazy like the full class whatsapp oh, I see it's too much isn't it it is too much. It's like, you know, does anybody know a plumber? And mm. um, I'm, do, I'm just like... Oh, oh yeah, it's loads much. of requests. I felt Everything. like just putting a number for a therapist and go, speak to this guy. <laughs> yeah. All those other questions will solve themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. There's so much. So, yeah, and then, like, we kind of... We've got a little breakaway mums group and some of the mums that I'm, I'm good friends with at school. And Yeah. Yeah, like, I'll, like, socialise with them. And so you can sort of slack like, off really... all the ones in the main group in there. No, Rob. No, nothing like that. No, it's all harmony. We actually, in our class, in our year, the WhatsApp group actually had to get shut down because we had issues at school. Oh, so, really? It got I mean, deleted. That's for another day, there was there's all sorts of dramas. So, was it? oh wow. I so mean, does it... school school life as a parent going back as a parent is mm. oh, It is tricky. There's a to lot maneuver. going on. There's a lot going on. But the mums and, and like parents that, that we're friends with, they are, yeah, they're, yeah. they're really nice people. And Now, uh, Josh, do you want to ask a final question to Jess? Yeah, I mean, as a fan of the show, normally we don't brief people on this and we forget and they go, oh, I wish you told me. Mm. But you are probably aware that we ask uh, the one thing that your partner does that uh, blows you away. You can't ima imagine how they're such a good parent. And the one thing that if they listen you'll manage to communicate to them the thing they do that annoys you the most, but you haven't brought up with them? Well, it, it's hard because <laughs> I can think of lots of things that, I mean, I love my husband, but there's lots of annoying things. <laughs> um, but the, the holiday thing for me is just, that really annoys me. So whenever I'm away, because I'm here most of the time, yeah. like I can do yeah. a lot of work from home, Zoom and everything, but I do have to go away for like short bursts. Yeah, um, especially with athletics, it's all around the world, isn't it? 
Yeah, so you're kind of off. Um, and he always says to the kids, oh, mummy's on holiday. You know, mummy's oh, just having another holiday. And in. you know what? It's funny the first time. Mm. I'll give him that. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a funny guy. But, <laughs> um, you know, when the kids are like casually saying, oh, but you know, when we went and did that thing, but you were on holiday, mummy. And they generally <laughs> oh, are yeah, just saying okay. it. I'm like, no, no, mummy was working. Mummy was working. Turn on the TV. Yeah. She sat next to Claire Balding. That yeah, is not exactly. a Holiday. Yeah, mum's working. She's watching athletics in Barcelona. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, it's quite stressful. It's live TV. Yeah, exactly. So that, yeah, that would be the one thing. Because I don't, you know, when kids are little, like, I don't want them to grow up and have this perception of like, oh, mummy was always away. Yeah, no, that is a bit cheeky. He's saying the holiday thing to him. Yeah, so that's the one thing. But the thing that he does, which is great as a parent, I don't know, like, he's... I'm quite like structured, like I said, and I do things a particular way and he's just a little <laughs> bit more let loose. So, you know, he's always like putting on tunes in the kitchen, dancing around the kitchen with the kid. He's just like really good fun. Yeah, and I imagine yeah. like most dads, you just have that kind of aura about you. Don't you just, I don't know, you're just a bit more spare of the moment. Let's whack the music up really loud before bedtime. Yeah. I, I imagine that's definitely the case with Rob. I'm incredibly uptight, so that's, uh, that's yeah. Uh, I don't think that's, in our house. Well, yeah, because I weird. I don't know if it's a, like a male or female thing. Because Lou is just as silly as me, yeah. but I think she sometimes when stuff's going on with the kids, I I think I, I and I don't know if it's a male thing, but I'm I'm a little bit better at compartmentalising and go mm. that is going on at stressful. But right now, let's just be silly and dance with the kids. Well, I think yeah. for Lou sometimes it's harder for her to switch into that mode if she's worried about saying but we've got to do this in a minute or we've got to do that do you know what I mean yeah so, and that's but, exactly what I'm like mm. you're just always thinking about and if it's like bedtime like well but they need to get to bed at this time and he'll just like whack the music up really loud and I'll be yeah. like too loud before bed they're getting yeah. too giddy but they're loving it and it's those like moments that you know they're the memories aren't they that kids have forever so he creates a lot of moments like that but I think that goes back to like the mental load where it's sort of more females deal with that mental load of yeah. it's harder to let loose and be the fun one when you're going well they've got bedtime tomorrow and they need to be up early because it's early clubs yeah. tomorrow she's in at 7.40 and she'll be grouchy if she stays up too late and does all this so it's sort of that yeah. kind of thing but um I know, yeah that's you know, so but that, the, the mental yeah. load so debate true. carries on where out of my argument with Lou and the mental load is that there's unnecessary load, but she argues it's necessary. Oh so that's gosh. a sticking point. It is necessary. And there's so <laughs> well, much. No, that's that subjective. So, that's no subjective, Jess. I have this argument all the time with my husband. I'm like, do you think about, you know, mm. the school uniform, the labels on the school uniform, yeah. the clubs, like everything. There's so much that goes on in our heads. <laughs> and you guys are just like, yeah, you know. Hey. I'm thinking about the tomato plants in the garden. Did Rose, <laughs> did Rose water them while I was away filming? Let's not get into that now. Mental load. That's a huge mental load. Um, Jess, thank you so much for doing it's this. It's been such a joy. Thank you so much oh. for doing it. Have you got it. anything to plug or anything? A book or...? Uh, I, I don't have a book. I've, I've got Who Do You Think You Are coming yeah. out next year. But I'm, um, I'm actually doing quite a big event with the Children's Hospital, which is a Sheffield Children's Hospital, next year. And it's all raising money for children's mental health. So we've got quite a big campaign going on. Um, it's going to be Every Young Minds. And, um, yeah, we're just trying to raise awareness about children's mental health. Like it's, Brilliant. it's an area that's just getting forgotten a little bit and yeah. um yeah we're trying to shine a light on it and raise a bit more money i'm actually doing it with john richardson i know he's a oh he's brilliant john he's a great guy well and um, once once it's all set up send us the info and we'll give it a shout out yeah. under like the small business yeah, thing for the charity to. 
That cool. would be amazing. I don't, I don't want to just bring an end on another spooky thing, but yeah. Jess, yeah. we're not just the same height. We've got the exact same amount of followers on Instagram. Really? No. Actually, Josh, is that what is that what you put your hair up to get a couple <laughs> more centimetres, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> you see that, Josh? You see that, Josh? I saw that, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> he was pushing 166 then, the big lanky bastard. You've got it. That's nothing wrong. That's just how I look, guys. That's just how I look. I don't know what your issue is. Oh, hello. Richard Osman's turned up. Look at him, the absolute lens anyway. there. <laughs> nice to see you, Shorty. See you later. <laughs> see you later, Jess. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Cheers. Cheers that's brilliant. Bro. Thanks, Jess. Oh, that was brilliant. What a lovely woman. She's great, isn't she? Absolutely mugged you off about your height and you still loved no, her. No, she didn't mug me off. She said you're a tiny little man. She didn't say I'm a tiny little man, she did, did she? did. Michael. Oh, do you know what? I've always been more of a fan of Greg Rutherford. <laughs> He's tall. What a lovely woman. Oh, she's brilliant, um, isn't she? But, you know, she did say it, but she doesn't have that... I've met a lot of sports people. They don't like to lose, do they? But she no. seems like a genuinely... A normal person, right? Yeah, but also, she's very relaxed. I'd said, do you resent your yeah. son because you got silver in Rio? And she answered and laughed it off. Which yeah. is, looking back, quite a rude question. i tell you what I didn't expect to say today, a Zika virus. Yeah, where did that come from? And when I was uh, on Jess's Wikipedia, I just saw Zika and I remembered it. And I thought, why not? Ah, Shout that in. There um, we go. Right, Josh, I'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. 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 